Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to this place. I talk about a lot of different things involving my family, my kids, men's wellness, parenting things, some guy stuff too. I just try to touch on a lot of different things that guys and dads deal with, or at least I deal with, and then I relay them to you and hopefully help you in some capacity. So there you go. And today is actually no different. I sit down with another great guest. Yes, I got two weeks of two different guests. Pretty impressive, right? I'm, I'm on a roll here. Anyways, I sit down with my new friend Kevin Torres from Forging Elite Fathers. He joins me to talk health and fitness and stand on top of all that stuff, especially as we age and get a little older and we've got other priorities like families and other things going on in our lives. So we have a really great conversation. We touch on quite a few different things, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, I would like to welcome Kevin Torres to the Stay at Home Dads podcast today. He's the founder of ForgingEliteFathers.com, as well as the popular Instagram page, DadWadBod. So welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me, Justin. Seriously, I am honored. And like I said, you know, when, I, when, when we first started chatting, like, I think what you're doing is so important, like specifically helping other dads navigate the world of fatherhood, I think is so important. And when I became a father, I didn't realize that there were resources like this that existed and people who actually cared about men specifically. You know, there's a lot of mom support, right. a lot of lactation support, a lot of, you know, infant, like all that is all there. And like, it's just like, what about dads? And it almost feels like we're on a desert island by ourselves until you start actually looking for this stuff and realize there are people out there looking to support dads on their journey. So thanks so much for what you do, man. Hey, you're you're very welcome. And I, I'm glad that you enjoy kind of what I'm putting out. And and you as well, you're in that same space of of helping people, helping men and and get control of their fitness and their lives and, and getting back maybe something that they lost. So kudos to you too as well. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. So I was just cruising around on your social media and kind of seeing what you're about <laughs> and seeing what you do and, and seeing all your posts. But could you Tell me a little bit about yourself or about where your journey really began. Yeah. So if anybody follows on Instagram at dadbodwad or dadbod underscore wad, technically, wad just means workout of the day. So if you go, like there are over like a thousand workout posts on that on that page. And it really just started organically with no intention of becoming what it is today, um, all because, you know, I always struggled with health and fitness with my weight growing up in middle school and high school and all that stuff. And I, I joined the army, served four years, did two tours in Iraq. And even while in the army, my, my fitness wasn't, I mean, my fitness was good, but my weight wasn't great. And when I got out of the military, I gained a bunch of weight and, you know, like, and then finally I was like, okay, I got to do something. So I really got into fitness got all that under control. And then my wife and I started having children, right? Mm -hmm. So we had the first one and then the fitness kind of went by the wayside because, you know, with the first one, everything is like, oh my God, what is happening? You know, like, yeah. this is crazy. Um, and then everything started becoming a little bit more manageable. Then we had baby number two. Now we have three, but then we had baby number two. And now we were kind of like doing like split work, right? Like I would walk the baby while she was, I mean, I would walk the, the, the two-year-old while she was nursing the baby and stuff like that. And so every now and then when the two-year-old would like fall, fall asleep in the stroller, I was exhausted from the sleepless nights. One day I was like, you know what? Let me do like 10 burpees just to like get a little bit of energy. So right, she was yeah. asleep in the stroller and I did 10 burpees and I was like, I peeked under the canopy. I'm like, okay, she's still asleep. Let me do 10 more burpees. Did another 10, peaked, she's still asleep. Finally, I did like a hundred burpees and I was drenched in sweat and it took me like 10 minutes. And I was like, I'm like, okay, I'll do that again tomorrow. But this time I'll wear like running sneakers and running shorts and all that stuff. 
And um, and then I just started doing that like every day, taking her for a little walk and doing like short 10-minute workouts while she napped in her stroller. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to start filming these and putting them on Instagram because other dads need to see that you don't have to go to a gym. You can get a great workout in 10 minutes while you're freaking walking the baby if necessary and still maintain like a, a certain level of fitness. And so I just started putting them on Instagram. And then I think under a different name, my wife was like, oh, you should call it Dad Bod Wad. That'd be funny. And I was like, Dad Bod Wad, that's brilliant. And uh, <laughs> so I just started posting it under Dad Bod Wad. And then lo and behold, like it started, you know, people started sharing and it started becoming the community that it is today. And since then, we've helped hundreds of guys, you know, uh, go from Dad Bod to Fit Dad, lose over 20 plus pounds, maintain their ideal body weight for years to come, all without sacrificing family time, without cutting out carbs, without fasting for hours on end, without doing all of these fad diets that, that you know, plague plague the fitness industry because, you know, men just like men know what to do when they're 20. Like I know what I need to do when I'm 20, go to the gym for an hour, you know, eat chicken and broccoli, but that doesn't necessarily work for you in your thirties and forties when you have like other obligations to go to the gym for an hour and to just eat nothing but chicken and broccoli. You know what I mean? So like what works for fathers is totally different than what works for like 20 year old dudes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you get older, what, what do you have? You have a career, you, you're working, you know, 10, eight, 10 hours a day. Now you've yeah. got kids, like you mentioned, and you're, you're literally doing shift work with your spouse and you're taking this kid and you're doing that kid. And, and I remember years ago too, when I would work out and I didn't really have, I was younger of course, but we did have kids and I didn't have really any direction. I wasn't following anything. I would work all day, do my eight hour construction job. I would get home, spend an hour or two with the family, eat dinner, put the kids to bed and then I would hustle off to a gym to an actual gym yeah. and then aimlessly work out for an hour or an hour and a half and then come home, relax for a half hour and go to bed. And that was like rinse and repeat continually. And I didn't show any progress. I didn't change. I didn't, it didn't matter because I, a, I didn't know what I was doing and B it was just, it was, it felt like wasted time that, you know, how you mentioned that you can get in a 10 or 15 minute workout, you know, watching your kid instead of wasting all this time running to a gym, especially when you don't know what you're doing. So <laughs> yeah, not to mention all the time that you could have been spending with your wife, like on the couch after you guys put the kids to sleep versus like, you know, being like, you know, be just, just not spending that time together. Um, yeah, obviously like guys and women, like they need their own separate times and stuff like that. But you know, sometimes it's nice to spend time with your wife on the couch after oh, yeah, you guys 100%. put the kids to sleep. And otherwise it's like, oh man, I never get to spend time with you. And you're always at work and now you're going to go work out, you know? So yeah. Yep. Yep. You're, you're spending all that time working and then you never see any, you never see each other, your paths cross, right? But you never really get to spend that quality time. And, <laughs> and that's important too. And, and I could talk about that for an hour about getting your kids to bed at a decent time and then having that, that, uh, you know, wind down time, that, that intimate time with your wife of just yeah. watching TV or, or just being in the same room as one another, you know, that's an important aspect as well. Hell yeah, man. So what is, or when did forging elite fathers come about or when was that born? Yeah. So, um, what actually happened was like, I had the dad bod Instagram account going and I was, you know, just posting workouts almost every single day. I started doing some five day challenges. Then the shutdown happened. So at the time I was a middle school vice principal. Okay. And, and before that I was a seventh grade history teacher. So I was a seventh grade history teacher in Brooklyn, New York, then became a middle school vice principal here in Brooklyn. And, and the dad bod thing was just like, 
a side thing that I was doing for fun. No intention of, you know, selling coaching or selling t-shirts or selling merchandise or, you know, whatever. I just, I was doing it for fun. Mm -hmm. And then when the shutdowns happened, one, it gave me a lot more time to focus on building the brand, so to speak, but everybody was home. Right. So Mm -hmm. then people were looking for like home workouts. And because I, that was like my primary focus naturally, like a lot of people started gravitating towards my account and then people were reaching out and asking like, Hey, do you coach? Do you offer coaching? Do you offer programming? And at first I resisted. I was like, no, not really. I don't. And at the time I did do in-person personal training on the side. And I also led small bootcamp classes in in here in Brooklyn. Like, you know, like, you know, almost like, like fitness classes, you know, like jumping around and doing that, that, that whole thing, um, which is a lot of fun, but but um, I just like, oh, how do you do that online? What does that look like? Do I do it over Zoom? So the whole thing, I just resisted. I was like, no, nah, I don't really offer any coaching guys. Sorry. And so enough people were reaching out and asking about, about coaching, if I offer coaching. And I, and I, at first I kept resisting, but I thought to myself, like, look, they're either going to get help from me or they're, they're going to go someplace else to get the help. And like, I know how to get these guys into, into shape. Like I have like mm-hmm. a proven step-by-step system that I've, that I've, you know, that I know works that I think will work for everybody else. And so I finally started offering coaching under the forging elite fathers. So like dad, Bob okay. is sort of like the brand and then forging elite fathers program is, is the program. Okay. And, um, and it was only open to guys and, and it just started building from there. And so that was in the summer of 2020. And since then, we've helped hundreds of guys who've come through our program, transform their lives, learn how to like make fitness like sustainable, um, like sustainably, like their nutrition sustainable, their workout sustainable. And without having to go to the gym or sacrificing family time or spending hours meal prepping or cutting out whole food groups like, you know, bread and all that stuff. And, um, you know, because like the last thing a dad wants to do is like to show up to their kid's birthday party with like a Tupperware of like chicken and broccoli and not eat the cake and not eat the pizza. It's like, come on, dude, you got to be a regular person. And so like, how do we navigate all that in a way that's sustainable? Oh, so you offer some of those, some of that guidance as well as, you know, what to eat and how to eat and not only just exercise. So you kind of are the whole shebang there, right? Yeah. We focus on fitness, nutrition, and accountability. Um, and if anybody wants like, like, uh, some workout examples, like obviously on my Instagram, but if you just go to like forgingleadfathers.com forward slash five, there are five free workouts. It's a downloadable PDF and no equipment necessary that you could do from like the comfort of your home. And so, yeah, I think it's like, again, like anybody would benefit from just like doing those five workouts for the rest of their life. <laughs> That's awesome that you even offer that a, a free sample there to kind of get people going and and something for them to check out. I think I'm probably going to go check that out after we get off of here. I'll oh, yeah. sign up for it and check it out for sure. Oh yeah, for sure, man. So, were you ever an avid gym goer? Like was there this moment in time where you you know, you're doing that the the grind, the work, the principal stuff and then you're going to a gym and then you had this epiphany, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit and then all of a sudden you're like, "You know what? I don't necessarily need that to get what I'm after." Yeah. So yes. And again, middle school, high school. No, I was into music and playing the guitar. I was like, Nirvana is the best. That is it. That's all I need. Like, I don't need to be a jock. I don't need sports. (laughs) And so I was only into like music and guitar and then girls in high school. And then in the army, I was still just like really into music, but also my army stuff. But like on the side, like while all the guys were going to the gym, I was like, just still playing my guitar and like really focused on that stuff. And then when I got out of the army, I gained like 30 or 40 pounds 
And I was like, oh man, something needs to give. And at the time I was dating my wife, we were boyfriend, girlfriend. We went on a little trip and I saw a picture of myself and I was like, who's that dude next to you? And I'm like, oh my God, it's me. And um, so I was like, I got to do something about this. Luckily at the time, one of my friends was like going through like a personal trainer certification. Okay. And he was like, hey, I'll, I'll show you around the gym if you want and like show you how to do some stuff for totally for free, you know, mm -hmm. and show you around the weight room. And I was like, sure. And he showed me how to do like a simple program, you know, chest press, back rows, you know, the simple stuff that I had no idea how to do. And I just like started like to fall in love with the process. Then I got certified myself. I took a whole bunch of classes myself, read everything I could about it. And then I, I was getting really strong, but I still wasn't seeing like the results that I wanted. And I realized nutrition plays like a huge role. Mm -hmm. So then I learned all the things I needed about nutrition. I've tried every diet under the sun, but then I also got certifications and hired nutritionists myself. And I was like, oh, okay, and now I realize like how to do it sustainably. So and it, it's funny because like in our program, we kind of blend the bro science of yeah, nutrition. Yeah. Like you got to eat your macros and get your protein, but also with like dietitian nutrition stuff like, hey, it should be a balance of proteins, fats, and carbs in the right portions for sustainability and health and all that stuff. So we actually blend the two to make it like really sustainable and actually get results for people instead of just giving you like some cookie cutter dietitian meal plan that doesn't really work for you right. or just by telling you to just eat chicken and broccoli and protein shakes. Yeah. Yeah. I was, when I was looking on your content, because that's where I was getting a lot of information from you is in your stories, in your program stories, you have something called the the five step framework on there and yeah. looking looking at those steps and really kind of reading them and trying to understand them. I think that those are keys really to finding success or a lifestyle change that someone's looking for. Yeah, again, again, it's just about sustainability, right? Like we basically have like a, a process called three, five, one. And the three, five, one process is how you create new like a, a permanent standard for the rest of your life. So for example, if I were to ask, all right, Justin, how often do you brush your teeth? Mm -hmm. You might say, uh, every day, right. maybe it's twice a day. Maybe it's three times a day, you know, but I'm sure that you're not batting a hundred. I'm sure you've gotten out of the house one morning running late for work. And you're like, whoops, totally forgot to brush my teeth. That doesn't mean that you go, oh, I, there goes my perfect streak. I guess I'm off brushing my teeth for the next three months, right? <laughs> right. Yet we do that with like our health and fitness. Like it's like, oh, I was really good doing my workouts every day. And now I stopped because we had a baby. I guess I'm going to wait for six more months. Or, you know, I went to my, my wife's birthday party. I had a lot of cake. I guess I'm off my diet for the next four months, right? Mm -hmm. So we have like that all or nothing mindset with like our health and fitness. And, and, because we don't have any minimum standards. So again, if I were to ask you, hey, how often do you work out? Or how often do you track your nutrition? Or how often are you getting accountability? You don't really, you might not have an answer for that. But you might say, oh, I could work out three or you know five days a week, some weeks, but some weeks it's one, maybe some weeks I could do seven. So at minimum, we recommend to work out three days a week for the rest of your life. Like come hell or high water, you're just fighting for three days a week mm -hmm. at minimum. At the five and the three, five, one stands for at minimum, you should be winning with your nutrition at least five days a week. So you go all balls to the wall on Saturday and Sunday, no big deal. If you can keep things dialed in Monday through Friday, you're going to see results in the long run, right? Right, right. right? Not, not, maybe not like in two weeks, you're not going to lose 30 pounds, but like for the rest of your life, if you're eating pretty well for five days and two days, two of those days, you're having burgers and pizza, it's like, oh, that's okay. You're normal. Mm -hmm. And then the one and the three, five, one, 
just means at least one day a week, you should be getting some kind of accountability or check-in or something, either, again, with a coach like my program offers, or even with a check-in, like accountability buddy, right? Like I have an accountability buddy who I text every morning when I'm working out. I'm like, working out, send them a selfie or something. And he's like, yeah, get it, man. Me too. You know, we just hold each other accountable in that way. And it, you know, it just helps me like know that like helps me to know that somebody else is like waiting for that text. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That, that you, you can send that and you have someone that's in your corner that you're not on that desert Island. Like you mentioned earlier, that you're not alone. You have someone that is, is your cheerleader, so to speak, cheering you on and helping you and, you know, making sure, like you said, that you're staying accountable and that you're staying motivated for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. And the diet, the diet stuff, the diet stuff, I think is where a lot of people have problems. It's where I had problems, you know, when I mentioned that I was working out every single day, but I didn't change my diet at all. I didn't change what I ate. I was still eating the same thing. I was overeating the same things that I always ate and I didn't hold myself accountable. I wasn't measuring my food and, and checking the macros and doing all that stuff. So that can, you know, that can really burn you when you don't know, when you're not educated, like you said, you, you educated yourself on, on, on nutrition classes and everything else to understand it. And a lot of dads, a lot of guys don't, don't know that stuff. They don't know even where to begin. So if they can get that from, from a program, from your program, then that's, they're going to be that much farther ahead, you know? Yeah. And they don't even have to join my program to get the information. I'll tell you right now exactly what, what, what guys need to do. Um, so for myself personally, what I did was I start I started making more of my food at home. That's very simple. And chances are, if you have kids, you're probably already doing that because like, you know, for budgetary reasons, right? Nobody eats out every meal when you have kids. Right. Um, but so just making simple things like, you know, sandwiches at home, cooking eggs, you know, buying like low fat yogurt, eating more fruit buying string cheese, like those little things helped and and stopped eating out for, for lunch and dinner and all that stuff helped me tremendously. And, and, and I still, that still wasn't enough though. So when I really wanted to start learning about nutrition, I learned that you need to eat a balance of proteins, fats, and carbs with every meal. So again, a bowl of oatmeal for breakfast isn't inherently bad. Um, or a bowl of fruit for breakfast isn't inherently bad. There's nothing wrong with fruit or, or oatmeal, but you should that's only carbs. So you mm-hmm. should want to have some kind of fat source with that. So think peanut butter, almond butter, cashews or something, and then some sort of protein. So eggs or meat or a protein shake or something like that. And so if you had an oatmeal with a scoop of protein powder in it and peanut butter, now that's like a perfect meal, right? Mm-hmm. Proteins, fats, and carbs. Or think of like a turkey sandwich. The two pieces of bread is your carbs, the turkey is your protein, and for fat, maybe a slice of cheese, some avocado or hummus or mayo or something like that, and then throw some greens on there just because that they don't count. Right. You know, So something as simple as eating a balance of proteins, fats, and carbs in the right portions for breakfast, lunch, and dinner is going to go such a long way than then sort of like, I think I'm eating relatively healthy. You know, I had a bowl of pasta for dinner. It's like, again, nothing wrong with pasta, but mm-hmm. a bowl of pasta in and of itself is just carbs. You're going to spike your blood sugar and you're and you're going to be hungry because you're not like satiated off fat and protein. So it's like a bowl of pasta, but with some chicken would be better yes. and, you know, and then some fat source in there as well. Yep. Yep. That's, that's really good advice there. And I found success too on my own. I didn't never follow. I did a program. I did an eight week program right when I moved. So I, I used to work full time. I lived out in Nevada. 
My wife took a corporate job here in Indiana, so my job was axed. (laughs) And when I got here, I was like, well, my kids were at the time, they were a year and a half and four and a half. And I said, well, who do I want raising my kids? I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay at home and I'm going to do that. So when I had that moment in that moment, anyways, I was like, okay, I'll do a program. And it was, I can't even remember what it was, but I started it and I started tracking my macros and I started tracking my calories. And that's when things really kind of I started noticing a good change was I started, I got a scale, I started weighing my food, which is probably a little extreme for people just starting out. Like you said, they can start out just by eating out less and, you know, try to eat more balanced. But I started weighing everything and it really opened my eyes to be like, oh, wow, I'm eating pasta with some, you know, spaghetti sauce or whatever. I'm eating way, way, I'm eating twice as much as I thought I was eating just by when I would measure it out and I'd be like, okay, now I can back off of that. And then that started to really snowball for me. So I know it's so true. Um, we, in, in my program, in my one-to-one coaching program, we, we definitely do teach mm-hmm. our members how to like, how to weigh and measure and how to track food again, not, not as like a lifestyle, but as like a means to an end. So like yeah. just to create that level of awareness, right? Like you should be able to eyeball what five ounces of chicken looks like, right? Most people can't. But once you weigh and measure your food for a couple of days and weeks, you could like, oh, I know what a portion of pasta should be, mm-hmm. you know? And I know when I'm overdoing it. And it's okay if I want to overdo it today because that's okay. But you know what five ounces of, of cooked pasta looks like. It's a small yep. bowl. It's not a yep. huge bowl. Yep. Um, and it's a little disappointing too. You're like, that's it? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, 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 like one ounce of almonds or one serving of almonds is really like 11 almonds. You're like, that's it? And But most people like grab like a fistful of almonds when they're eating yeah. nuts. You know what I mean? And that's like three, 400 calories in one shot. But like 150 calories of almonds is like literally like 11 almonds. But you don't gain that insight until you actually weigh and measure your own food and all that stuff. Um, so we do recommend that as like part of the process just to create that level of awareness. But again, like the ultimate goal is not to be able to do, not to have to do that for the rest of your life. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, because like, again, like a spoon of peanut butter, like one harmless spoon of peanut butter you know, it's like, well, who's measuring the spoon of peanut butter? It's like that Jack Black scene in Sarah, Saving Sarah Silverman or whatever, or Sarah, whatever. Yeah. Where he like, um, no, Saving Silverman. Yeah. So he like grabs a nacho and his friend's like, dude, what the hell are you doing, man? Because they're all- <laughs> It's one nacho, all, right? He's like, what? If it counts as one if they're all stuck together. <laughs> it's like- <laughs> Yeah. Well, same thing with peanut butter. It's like, if I take a, a spoon and put a huge glob of, it's like, yeah, it's just one spoon of peanut butter. But like when you actually weigh and measure peanut butter and you see like what 16 ounces of peanut butter actually looks like, you're like, oh man, that's it. Yeah. And that's like 16 grams of fat and a hundred yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Let me, let me not eat as much peanut butter as I, as I thought I could. Right. It's, it's very eye opening because I used to be that guy. And I, re- I just saw one of your recent stories where you talked about eating the, uh, the trail mix after putting the kids down and you talked oh, yeah. about that. And I was like, I, that resonated with me. I was like, that used to be me because I would get the kids down and I would go take a hit off the peanut butter jar and <laughs> it's probably, you know, 16 grams of peanut butter and, and how much ever fat in there and all that stuff. And it was, that was, that was like my treat, you know, for yeah. making it through the day and doing all that stuff, like you had <laughs> said. And, and it was really, it's disabling really when you start doing that all the time and you're just eating these calories just to eat really. Yeah. And the cool thing about tracking that I'll say though, for anybody who's like listening and like, oh man, I don't want to start tracking my food. I hear you. I don't want it either. But I will say it this way is think about it as a, as a budget, as your financial budget. If I gave you a hundred dollars a day to spend on food, right? 
you would be limited to only $100 a day. How you spend it is totally up to you though. You can choose to spend $15 on breakfast and $75 on dinner if you want, but you can't go past 100, right? Or you can choose to spend $25 on breakfast, $25 on lunch, $25 on dinner, and $15 or $12.50 on on a snack in the morning and a snack in the afternoon. And that's also $100, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can spend $5 on breakfast because you don't want to eat too much and $50 on lunch and then, you know, $45 on dinner if you want. Whatever. The point is is when you have like a set budget, then you know what your limits are throughout the day. And so it's the same thing. Once you know like what your calorie goals are, it's like, okay, I could eat ice cream if I want, but that means I can't have X, Y, and Z for 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 breakfast. Or I could eat that spoon of peanut butter every day after I put the kids to sleep if I want. That just means I'm gonna have to take that out of my budget some of somewhere else during the day, you know? So mm-hmm. maybe I don't have peanut butter in the morning with my smoothie, but I have a peanut butter as a reward for putting the kids to sleep. You know, so like it gives you that freedom and flexibility also. Like once you really like, okay, I could grab chips if I want. I just right. have to. I just have to account for them in my daily budget. And then it actually gives you like a little bit more freedom too. Yeah, that's a good analogy how you have, you know, you have the your your hundred dollars and you can you can sprinkle it out and spread it wherever you want. And if you save some of those, then you save some of those. <clears throat> excuse me. And you can, you know, start over the next day. But it's I think that's where a lot of men, probably a lot of people really can struggle with that that mindless eating and that just mm-hmm. like that grabbing of this and and I think they really have to have a conscious thought about it before they do it and be like, do I really want that? Or do I really need that? I know I've, I've walked into my pantry and usually typically pantries are full of carbs, right? That's all that's in a pantry is crackers yeah, and yeah. chips and everything else. And I've walked in there and I've had that moment in my head. I'm like, no, you know what? I don't need to be in here. And I immediately turn around <laughs> and deny myself that satisfaction and I leave. And it's, I don't know if I do it on purpose, but it's almost like I, my, my brain needs me to go in there and then make that, that choice and then walk out. And I feel like that's a little bit empowering for me to do that. I don't know why it's kind of weird, but that's what I do. Yeah, no, I mean, it, no, it is cool and empowering. And, and the other thing I would say to anybody who does sort of like mindlessly eat throughout the day, that happens, that happens, right? I would just like, like in that same story that I said about the trail mix though, is like, you have to identify like, what pattern are you stuck in? Mm-hmm. that's sort of like triggering that event. So like if you walk out if you walk into the kitchen and there's always like a bowl of cookies out in the open with no barrier in between you and the cookies, well yeah, every time you walk into the kitchen, that's that's an easy pop a cookie, right? Mm-hmm. Like you walk into the kitchen, pop a cookie, walk into the kitchen, pop a cookie. But what if there was a lid on the cookies? Well, now there's a little bit more of a friction between you and the cookies. Now I have yep. to open the lid and then take out a cookie. It's still easy, but yep. maybe a little bit more resistance, you're not going to do it. What if that jar had the lid on it and it was in the cupboard. Well, now I have to open the cupboard and then I have to take it out. Then I have to open the lid. Then I have to eat a cookie. So a little bit more friction, right? Now, what if it was in the cupboard behind other things? Now you got to do even more, right? And so you're less likely going to do all that. Now, what if it wasn't in the kitchen at all, but it was in the basement? Now it's totally out of sight, out of mind. You wouldn't even have that cookie. So little things like that too is like, like how easy is it for you to graze on something? Like, so like if you keep trail mix in your desk at work, for example, 
Well, like your, that trail mix is only an arm's reach away. Mm-hmm. And you're also creating a really strong association between you sitting at that desk and you eating. So once, for example, I got into this pattern where I was just eating M&Ms in my car all the time. And it's because I would go to the gas station in the morning to grab a coffee and I'd buy a pack of M&Ms. And the pack of M&Ms would usually last a couple of days, but I would just leave them in the car. And so every time I would get in the car, whether it was on the way to work, after work, or just running errands, I, every time I'd sit in the car, I'd be like, hmm. Are there M&Ms here? Let me, let me look for the M&Ms. <laughs> and so just getting in the car triggered my craving for M&Ms. And so I realized, man, there's like I created this strong association between sitting in my car and eating M&Ms. I have to break that association. I just have to break it, right? Yeah. So like little things like that. Like if you sit on the couch and watch TV and eat, well, every time you sit on the couch and you watch TV, you're thinking, hmm, should I have some chips to accompany this? right? Should I have some pretzels to accompany this process? And it's like, you just have to break those associations. That's, that's, I've never really thought of it that way about how we're actually training our brain. And that's like, it just kind of opens my eyes a little bit, how you train your brain, you know, with the M&Ms or with the the thing in your desk and you just eat mindlessly. And it's, you've now trained yourself that when I sit there, you know, you're like the, the donkey going for the carrot, you know, and you, when you sit (laughs) there, you, you, that's what you're after all the time. And I guess that would fall into like your step three on your five step of, of yeah. developing winning habits. Is that where mm-hmm. that would kind of land in there? Yeah, that and the three, five, one, right? So it's like if you're if you're doing like at minimum three workouts a week, five days of tracking your nutrition, one day of accountability, that build that habit in. And then in, in the program, we actually have like specific habits that we have guys like tracking every morning. Um in the in the group at in the group chat. So um like in our group chat. Uh, when when you wake up, we we I always recommend take a screenshot of your phone when you wake up so you could hold yourself accountable to what time you woke up, mm. and post some kind of selfie of you working out, whether it's like your sweaty T-shirt on the floor or your app that says you did the workout. Just post some kind of screenshot, some some proof that you worked out. Um, another little thing habit that we do throughout we have like seven core habits. So another habit would be so post your wake up time, post proof of your workout. Um, I'm forgetting them all off the top of my head now because I feel like I'm on. The, but um, just little things like that is what is the the habits that we build into the program as well to sort of like help guys build habits that are ultimately going to become their lifestyle that are ultimately going to become their identity. You know, right, what I mean? right. That's that's amazing that you know you're you're setting up all these little you know steps to become more and become where you want to be. You know, in the future. Yeah, because like, look, it's just like your kids. No kid is like, I want to brush my teeth. You have to Mm. teach them, hey, you have to brush your teeth. And it's not just once. You have to do it every day, every Mm. night before bed. Come on, kids. We have to. And at first, you're the dad brushing their teeth for them at night, right? Eventually, when they become like five or six, they're like, I want to do it by myself. But you still have to remind them every day, hey, brush your teeth, sweetheart, brush your teeth. But now they're doing it on their own. But you're still the accountability coach saying, hey, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. And then eventually when they get to like middle school and high school, when like, you know, boys are in the mix, right. And they want to have fresh breath for, for, for people around them. Yeah. They're going to be intrinsically motivated to like, Oh, I got to brush my teeth. I don't want my teeth to fall out. Like I don't want cavities. I don't, you know, like I need this for myself. So eventually, but, but it starts with you first telling them that, Hey, you have to do this. Then you doing it for them, them doing it themselves, but with you prompting them to do it, then eventually them wanting to do it because it's good for them. And then they don't want, you know, bad teeth and all that stuff. So now they're intrinsically motivated. And then that's going to carry over for the rest of their life. They're going to be 70 year old, old ladies one day brushing their teeth because you did it for them when they were three years old. You know what I mean? And so it's the same thing with like, with, with these habits that we're asking our guys to do. It's like, 
track your nutrition, post your workouts, this and that, because when this program is over, you need to be doing this by yourself. And in three years from now, if I call you and say, hey, how often are you working out? You need to say at minimum three days. How often are you tracking your nutrition? At minimum five days. Like That's what I want for you. So like we build our habits together, becomes your lifestyle, but ultimately it should become your identity long after the program is done. Right, right. I like that too. That's uh, you know, you have to kind of feed them, just like you said with the kids, and that's that's another great analogy that that us adults we need to be trained in the same manner. Yeah. So, with all your clients' experience and and all your experience in general, what do you see are the most common or some of the most common issues that people or men struggle with, or what are they what they face? Yes, I, it's a, a couple of different things. One, like I said at the top of the show, is that all or nothing mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I can't work out an hour, what's the point, yeah. right? So if I can only work out 45 minutes, I don't even bother. And I'm telling you, you you only need like 15 minutes sometimes, 20 minutes at max, right? Like mm-hmm. if you have 30 minutes, man, you have like, that's like hours of time, right? Like right. you have 30 whole minutes, wow, you're lucky. So like 15, 20 minutes a day, is really all you need. Um, So that all or nothing mentality, or like, I'm really good about my diet, but if I mess up, I guess I'm off my diet for the next six Instead of just like, no, it's okay. You had an an off-plan meal. You had a burger and fries, no big deal. For breakfast, instead of just being like, well, there goes the weekend, just get back on plan. That's all you got to do is fix it. Um, So that all or nothing mentality is one. And then two, I think um, for men our age, specifically with children, the thing that I see the most is like thinking like what's worked for them in their 20s when it doesn't work for them in their 30s and 40s because it's unsustainable now, guys get down in themselves like, oh man, I'm unable to maintain a six-day-a-week workout regimen for an hour a day. I must suck. I must lack discipline. I must lack willpower. Like all the social media gurus, like you just got to wake up. You just got to want it. You just got to blah, blah, blah. It's like Uh, all these dudes on the internet make guys who can't maintain that level of lifestyle like feel like they're shortcomings mm-hmm. and that they're losers and that they're they don't they don't have what it takes they're not disciplined enough you just must not want it bad enough all this nonsense and it's like no 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 you just haven't found what what's actually sustainable with your current lifestyle because zumba works crossfit works intermittent fasting works paleo works vegan works vegetarian works freaking carnivore diet where everything works <laughs> But what's going to work for you in this season of your life, if that makes sense? Yeah, it does. And uh, that's funny that you mentioned the, all these Instagram gurus, these other people that that post that if if you're not doing this, that you're not good enough. And if you're not posting or if you're not, you know, exercising this many days, then then you're a failure and all this other stuff. And it really it paints this picture that if you're not doing those things, then then why try at all? And I like Mm -hmm. that you're trying to change that narrative and you're trying to say, Hey, you know what? Those people, those are the, the half of the 1% or whatever of the world of the whole world. And that's not real life. Those people are, those are their jobs. That's their job. They do that every day. They're social media influencers. They, they spend hours and hours in the gym, but that's how they make their money. Right. That's not sustainable for the average dad that's got two kids and is going to work his job every day and and deals with his his wife and and does things with her and and has a whole schedule that's not real life and exactly. i think i think that men a regular man like you and i we have to you know maybe put that message out there that it's it's okay that you don't work out 6 days a week that you don't do an hour of cardio every day or whatever it may be because it's just not sustainable 
Yeah. And it's also okay if your goals aren't to look like, you know, an 8% body fat Greek God, like, like every guy in their, in their mind, like wants to achieve that at least once in your life. Right. But it's also at some point you also have to be like, is that really the goal? Is that really what I need? Mm -hmm. Or do I just need to maintain like a healthy body weight, be flexible enough to like run around with my kids, pick them up when I need to not have lower back pain, not feel like crap, have enough energy to, you know, boundless energy to keep up with them for, for years on end, look good in a t-shirt, right? Because most people are never going to see me naked except for my wife, right? right? Like most people are going to see me in clothes. So as long as I look good in clothes, that's the goal, right? Like, and those are okay. And you know, Again, those same social media people be like, "That's settling. You're settling." It's like I'm not settling. I'm I, I'm being realistic about like where I am in my life right now, because if I followed the fitfluencers, I would feel like I'm I'm a failure. But if I follow all the billionaires who are like, "I have a Lamborghini and a jet," what do you have? Well, then I'd also feel like a financial failure. And then if I followed all the relationship people, who are like my husband and my wife and I, we have the best relationship ever. And it's like, well, then I'd feel like a relationship failure. And then if I follow the parents who are like, "I make these little cute." you know, star-shaped snacks for my kids that yeah. I feel like a parent failure, right? So there are going to be these extremes in every single category. And it's like, we can't do it all, man. No, no, we can't. And it's just, <laughs> it's not, that's hilarious. But it's, it's real. It's, that's just what it is. It just, it can't, it can't be any other way. And I think, I think guys, you know, that we talk a lot about how ladies have a body image issue, right? With all they, mm -hmm. what they all see online and in models and everything else. But Men have that same thing. It's just not talked about. Men have that same problem. They see those those really ripped dudes and those really athletic people, and they're down on themselves too. They they fall into the yeah. same trap. It's just nobody talks about it. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And so it's like like comes to to us, man. We got to like help these dudes, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have to. Uh, we have to do what we keep doing and do what we're doing right now, and <laughs> yeah. and uh, and help people out. So did you ever have any hiccups on your own workout journey? You mentioned when you were in the military, by the way, thank you for your service. I appreciate oh, yeah, that. <laughs> um, what other kind of problems did you have on your health journey? Like when you started doing this and you started doing these home workouts, did you ever get feel that that feeling of burning out or like, oh, like I don't want to get up and do 30 burpees today or I don't want to I don't want to hold myself accountable today. Did you ever kind of go through any of those emotions or any of those feelings? Yeah. So with the working out, I, I, I enjoy working out. So I will acknowledge that up front that not everybody enjoys working out. And for some people, it could feel like a real big chore. Obviously there are days I wake up and I don't want to work out, but like I do personally enjoy working out. Like it's a release for me. I, I like when I was in, you know, when I, when I'm stressed going for a run is always really helpful and stuff like that. So I acknowledge that, but the area that I struggle in for me personally is nutrition. Like I just love all the bad foods. Like that is just like, if I could just eat like ice cream and cake and cookies, like for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like I, and bacon and, oh, yeah. you know, like I would just like that, that'd be my dream. And I know I can't, but like, I struggle with that. Like even now as like a coach, as a fitfluencer person, like, like my, my nutrition isn't perfect that I go through my ebbs and flows. I go through mm -hmm. days where I'm like, I don't care. And what's the point? I'm not going to be on the cover of men's health. And then I go through days where I'm like, no, no, no. I know what I need to do. I need to dial things in, you know? And so just like everybody else. So I wouldn't say like I struggle in terms of like my fitness, but like definitely with the nutrition, it, it's something that like I struggle with. Like, you know, not to like a debilitating way where I have like an eating disorder or anything like that, or I, or I fluctuate by 20 pounds on any given season, nothing like that. But enough where I'm like, yeah, I've gone like three or four days without like tracking anything and just eating 
freaking chocolate all day, every day. Like, who cares? You know, like, what's the point? I'm not going to be on men's health. And then other times I'm like, no, 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 dude, you know what you need to do. Like, mm-hmm. just, just get back on it. You know? Yeah. I, I feel you on the diet stuff too. It's just like, you know, nine times out of 10, I can turn around in my pantry, but that other one, <laughs> which may happen every day or every week, I don't know. I will dive in there and find something that's totally garbage to eat and and yeah. enjoy for that that tiny time <laughs> right it just you get this tiny bit of enjoyment out of it and then it's over and then i yeah. i feel guilt and i'm like why did i do that <laughs> i shouldn't have done that you know and, but then that 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 goes back to what you said earlier about just starting over and you know if that happens on on a sunday or a monday and then i'm like well oh i'm done until next monday i'll i'll start again and yeah. it doesn't have to be that way you can start again in an hour you can start again immediately it doesn't have to even be a day and you can jump right back in and be like okay you know i had that little transgression and now i'm going to get back on the wagon as people say all the time so <laughs> exactly and then the best part is guys like is like when you're doing this consistently and you're doing it over and over again like it's just more part of like your lifestyle when you have all the right foods in your house, for example, like, it's just like, it's easier to just be like, Oh, well, the only things I can eat is like, you know, a sandwich. Like I don't have like, Mm -hmm. you know, like all these bad foods in the house. So it's like, you know, eventually it, the the slip ups become less and less because like if you don't have like gallons of ice cream in your freezer well guess what you're not going to have ice cream at night you know if you don't have like uh, cupboards full of cookies well you're probably less likely gonna you're not you're not going to get in your car to go get a cookie you know Mm -hmm. so like you know once you start doing this over and over again and like really make it part of your lifestyle it's it becomes harder to slip up just like you know alcoholics probably shouldn't have like a, a bottle of jameson in their arms reach just in case you know like you just get it out of the house you know yep Yep, i agree i think i think that's a good point too because i have a hard time keeping those sweets and those bad things in my house but if we can get into the normal habit of when we go to a a market or a grocery store you only have to walk by them once just walk by those those bad things one time that's it because you'll make your way through the store you know you get all the stuff you need if you can walk past the cookie aisle and don't bring it home then you don't have to walk past it every five minutes when you're in your own home. And then that, that just is another barrier. Like you mentioned, burying the cookies in the back. Well, now they're buried at the grocery store. They're, they're really far away. They're very (laughs) much so out of reach. Yeah. Nobody's getting in their car for a cookie. No, no. Yeah. You know, I mean, that takes a lot of commitment to jump (laughs) in your car, drive five minutes, 10 minutes down the street and, and indulge on a ice cream or something like that. I love how you said in one of your posts again sorry i keep referencing your your social media that there are no secret hacks that they don't exist despite what you hear on the social media platforms and in buying someone's supplements and shakes and and doing magic things that's that's not real that does not exist i like how you you say that consistency and putting in the work is what will make a difference yeah and seriously you don't need to spend any money on anything like supplements nothing like the supplements are the cherry on the top you know the base is like your lifestyle then habits then like food choices then food quantity then maybe food quality and then maybe on the top of that is like food timing you know if you're like timing your carbs you know that's like advanced stuff and then maybe on top of that is like supplements mm-hmm. right supplements is the last thing anybody needs um and even like diets, like, you know, like intermittent fasting or keto, it's like, those are all diets. The only way to lose weight 
is by being in a calorie deficit, period, the end. By right. eating fewer calories or, yeah, by eating fewer calories than you burn, right? Um, or burning more calories than you eat, whatever. Right. You get yeah. the point. Like by 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 eating less than you actually do, right? So, um, and fasting is a way to do that, but there's no magic to fasting. Maybe people say the autophagy, whatever, who cares? There's no like magic to just like the fasting. All you're doing is you're not eating for 16 hours a day. So you're less likely going to be able to eat 3000 calories, right? Right. Keto too. You're just eliminating breads and all kinds of food groups. Well then, yeah, you're probably not going to get that much food if you're only eating, you know, meat and butter and greens and stuff like that. Right. So th those are, those are diets that, you know, like, None of, nothing about those diets inherently are magical. The only way to lose weight is by being in a calorie deficit, whether that's eating 2,000 calories of Twinkies a day or 2,000 calories of grilled chicken and broccoli a day. It doesn't matter. Right. Obviously, 2,000 calories of Twinkies is probably only going to be like 10, 10, 10 Twinkies. You'll be really starving. <laughs> yes. um, but you could do it. You could do it if if your goal was to eat only you know eighteen hundred calories worth of Twinkies every single day. You could do it and probably still lose weight. You probably won't like your body composition, but you'll probably lose weight. <laughs> right. It's probably not the best way, but <laughs> it's also doable because it's it's a calorie versus calorie. So exactly. Like I mean, you're you're we're not you're recommending that by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Health markers are not going to be in, moving in the right direction. You're going to be hungry. You're going to have headaches. All you know, your moods are going to be you know out of whack, and your hormones are going to be out of whack. But again, it's like eighteen hundred calories of of Twinkies versus eighteen hundred calories of you know chicken and broccoli. It's still eighteen hundred calories, right? And I've I've told myself in the past when I've been dieting a decent amount and cutting calories that it's okay for myself to feel a little bit hungry. Like it's okay. It's I'm not going to die. I'm not going to burst into flames. Like if I feel a little hungry, I don't need to always be satisfied and always be topped off 24 seven. And I've told myself that I don't know if that's good advice or not. But I kind of tell myself that, hey, it's okay to, you know, hey, you can wait until your next meal, you don't have to snack, you don't have to grab things just to avoid eating too many calories. Yeah, exactly. And, and just drink, if you feel hunger pangs, like, you know, try drinking water, try drinking seltzer, you know, see if there's something else that maybe you're maybe some a lot of times we we, we mistake thirst for hunger. Mm -hmm. And so like, really, you're probably just thirsty. So just see what happens if you drink a, a big glass of water, that's going to fill up your tummy or seltzers th that has the bubbles in it that also keeps your tummy fuller. Right. So, you know, little things like that can go a long way too. Yeah. Now, before we kind of wrap this all up, I yeah, want to know a little bit about uh, forging elite fathers and kind of what you guys do there. So how many clients do you currently work with or how big is your your base right now? Yeah. So I have two assistant coaches who help me. Um, and I want to say at any given time, we have like 100 one-on-one -on -one clients going through the program. Um, we have weekly check-ins, unlimited messaging access. We have like a step-by-step -step roadmap that guys follow, custom nutrition plan, custom macros, custom calories, daily workouts. Um, and then we also host live zoom calls every single week, multiple live zoom calls every single week like this, okay. where we, you know, guys just get on, ask questions, get support in real time. We call those like office hours where it's like I'm on, or one of my assistant coaches is on. You can jump on, ask a question in real time, share some wins, hop off if you need to. And then we archive those as well for anybody who wants to watch those. Um, and, and then we also have, that's for our one-to-one -one private coaching. And then I have like a small group membership program also, um, that's month to month, cancel any time, no minimum commitment, where you got you get access to the app, daily workouts, a, a lively group chat, and then also live Zoom coaching calls. Um, 
And so we have like two options. One is like a little bit more intense where it's like you're getting the daily accountability, daily support, unlimited messaging access, all that stuff. And then the other one is sort of like maybe for guys who are a little bit more self-motivated, who can do the workouts, but who still want to be a part of a community or maybe need a kick in the butt once in a while, or maybe they just want to taste test before they jump into one-to-one coaching. So we have both of those options. Okay, nice. So you have, you offer a quite a long list of, of things for a lot of different people. So this is your this is your baby, right? This is what you do now full time. You're no longer yeah. the principal. This is this is what you That's do it, every day. Yeah. yeah. Although my wife is like, are you sure you don't want to go back to educate? I'm like, I'm good for now. Let's just see where this is going, you know? Um, but yeah, this is it, man. This is this is amazing that you're that you're putting out all this content, you're putting out all this this essentially priceless information for people to pick up and look at and 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 hold each other accountable. I like that how you offer that, how you can get on Zoom calls and hold each other accountable and be each other's cheerleader and keep each other going because I think there's a lot of programs, you know, there's a lot of different ones, a lot of big name ones. I don't think a lot of them offer that or some don't offer that. At least the one that I used to do a few years ago didn't offer any type of Zoom call meetups or, or phone calls or check-ins. So I think that's a that's a big deal. And I think that's what's going to help a lot of people stay honest with themselves and keep progressing. Yeah, thanks, man. And and like and you know, and now more than ever too, like most people are so familiar with Zoom because of the pandemic and everything. So um the way I see it is like, you know, when I was a personal trainer, we were charging like a hundred dollars a session. Mm-hmm. And most people were coming like at, at minimum twice a week. So they're essentially paying two hundred bucks a week or eight hundred bucks a month for just like a, like two forty-five minute sessions. And then I wasn't checking in with them the other five days a week. They didn't have a nutrition plan the other five days a week, and they're paying eight hundred dollars a month. For that, or thirty two hundred dollars a quarter, or ten thousand dollars a year, just for you know in person mm-hmm. training. And so when I created this program, I was like, I want this to be way more valuable than any in person personal training or online program ever, and at a fraction of like what it would be to work with somebody one to one. So that's why we I try to offer as much as we do. That's awesome. And and just so people know, you don't need a gym, you don't need a bunch of fancy equipment, and you don't need, you know, to be away from your family for hours and hours every week to oh, yeah. try to achieve what your goals are. So you got to keep that in mind. So everyone head over to forgingfathers.com, you know, fill out the form. There's a form there. You can get started, really embrace the change in your life if that's what you want to do. Take your health and nutrition seriously and be that elite father for your kids and for your family i think that's really important also go check out dad bod wad over on instagram he's got great content kevin you have great content you put out pretty awesome stuff you put out very emotional things and and uh showing people really that it's that easy it's that simple that you can still do these things and and watch your baby sleeping underneath the cover right so so (laughs) check him out over there Appreciate it, Justin. I really appreciate it. Man. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin, for uh, coming on today's episode of Stay at Home Dads podcast. I had a great time. This is a great conversation. There's a lot of really valuable content that we kind of went over here today. So I think we could change some people's lives, maybe a few at a time, but we'll, we'll do it. Hell yeah, man. That's it. Let's do it. All right. Well, thanks everyone for hanging out with us today. Be sure to share this episode. Tell a friend, tell uh, someone who needs to hear it. Also tell them to go check out Kevin's social media and website. Have them go check that stuff out. And uh, I'll link all those things in the description. So when people see this episode, they can click on all your links right there. All right, that's it for today. And I'll talk to you all next week.